This is episode 170. Smarter Parenting welcomes you to our podcast series, The Parenting Coach for ADHD. Here to heal and elevate lives is your parenting coach, Siope Kinikini. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome. This is Siope from the ADHD Smarter Parenting Podcast. Thank you for joining me today, wherever you may be. Thank you. I am filling in again for Kimber, who is away. We wish her well as she is off for a bit and are anxious to have her return soon. So I am going to be talking today about a topic that I believe every parent should be aware of, regardless of the age of your child. This has to do with concerns that parents should know about in relation to your ADHD child. So we are going to be covering something that happened, a conversation I had during a coaching session with parents about their 10-year-old son who has been officially diagnosed with ADHD. During this podcast, I do want to cover three very specific topics. First, I want to talk about diagnoses, and I want to talk about how we come to have a diagnosis for a child in relation to ADHD. I want to explore a little bit about why it's effective, but also the limitations to a diagnosis. Now, the second thing I want to cover is what you should be aware of. What are the additional concerns? What more are there to consider when you are looking at a child who's been diagnosed with ADHD? What are some other presenting issues that they may struggle with? And then finally, I wanted to end on a positive note, which is what can you do in order to help your relationship with your child improve? And the reason that I wanted to end this way is because all of the skills are effective ways that you can connect with your child. All the skills that we use in Smarter Parenting, we're going to focus particularly on observe and describe. So these are the things I want to cover during this podcast. And I believe this is going to be helpful for any parent who has a child who has been diagnosed with ADHD. So let me set the stage for you so you know what has been going on. I received a phone call from parents who are working with their 10-year-old. He's been officially diagnosed with ADHD. They tried some behavioral interventions and they decided that they wanted to use medication to supplement what they were doing. And kudos to them for not letting the medication be the only avenue for helping their child, but seeking additional supports. So they're using medication as a way to help manage some of the behaviors so they can actually teach to their child. And during our discussion, we started to talk about the diagnoses. Now, um, the child has been diagnosed with ADHD. And as I started to communicate with them about diagnoses and how those things happen, I was surprised to learn that they were unaware exactly how the process occurs. I wanted to explore a little bit about what a diagnosis is, how we come to it, and then the limitations of a diagnosis. Now, a diagnosis is reached when we gather in information of symptoms. So really, what we're paying attention to are a lot of different symptoms. And as we start to bring those symptoms together, we can define them and put them under an umbrella. Now, a lot of times, those symptoms can cross over into different areas and you'll see different severity of certain things that may not fit exactly. But 
the person providing the diagnosis is looking for what is the best case scenario to describe what is happening in this instance. So take, for example, an ADHD child. They go into their primary care doctor with their parent, and they are asked many different questions about their child, their child's behavior. They want to run a background on health, on their development, where they're at, and then they're paying particular attention to the behavioral aspects. Are they fidgety? Are they hyperactive? Are they impulsive? Are they highly distractible? And as they are doing these assessments and they gather this information together, a clinician will then take all the symptoms and place it into this area that says, okay, your child has ADHD. And many times you can determine these as well through assessments. So your child may take an assessment or you may fill out an assessment about your child that helps you really pinpoint exactly what you're dealing with. Now, this is beneficial in a lot of ways because it tells you, okay, these are the symptoms we're working with. This is the framework that we should be focused on. So if our child has ADHD, let's focus in on that. However, let's say that your child has some other issues going on and those issues don't necessarily fit under that umbrella. Well, then what is usually missed is the opportunity to work on those additional areas. And that's where I think diagnoses is helpful in that a parent can learn exactly what they're dealing with, but at the same time, it can pigeonhole you to a method that may not be beneficial to your child completely because no child is going to be exactly alike and no measurement of impulsivity is going to be exactly the same or hyperactivity is going to be the same. It's going to vary depending on your child and everything else that's happening with your child and their growth, how they're developing. So keep that in mind. As you are working with your child who's been diagnosed with ADHD, understand that what has happened in the diagnostic area is we have gathered in all the symptoms and we've determined, okay, these best fit under the umbrella of ADHD. And then treatment is all focused in on ADHD, even though they may present with some other issues. Now, when I was communicating this with these parents, I started to share with them some things they should consider because these are fairly common things that occur with children who have ADHD that fall a little bit outside of the umbrella of those symptoms. One of those has to do with anxiety and depression. So your child may have some anxiety and depression in addition to the ADHD. And this is something that you'll have to measure and evaluate as you observe your child's interactions with you. Some of the anxiety disorders may include separation anxiety or being very afraid when they are away from someone familiar uh, to them. Social anxiety, being afraid of being in school or other places, or just general anxiety, just being worried about the future or bad things that may happen. They may struggle with depression, feeling sad or hopeless a lot of the time, having a hard time focusing, feeling worthless, all those things contribute to feelings of depression if they're unable to stay on task or do what is expected of them and they're doing comparing with other students around the same age. So understand that these are things that may occur in addition to the ADHD diagnoses. 
In addition, you should be aware that your child most likely will have difficulty with peer relationships. And this is where parents, even though you are working with them on managing their impulsivity, hyperactivity, or their distractibility, learning good social skills is going to be essential as well. And it's a little outside of that umbrella of symptoms. You're going to notice that they're going to have a hard time with that. And this includes with siblings too. They're going to struggle with their siblings. Some other concerns that you should be aware of. They have a higher risk for injury, physical injury because of their impulsivity or hyperactivity or distractibility. They're more likely to get banged up on the playground, get hurt, fall down. They may even be more prone to risk type of behaviors. Those are things to be aware of. They will have behavioral conduct problems, most likely. Not all the time, but you'll start to see those. And usually, if you're reaching out for help, it's because they have fallen into this behavioral conduct issue. My child's not behaving the way they should. They're not conducting themselves the way that they should. So we want to get some additional help. And all of this is happening in addition to the ADHD symptoms. Okay? They may also have a learning disorder. So something to be very aware of in school is they may struggle. They may have uh, dyslexia, dyscalculia, which is a difficulty with math, difficulty with reading. They may have a really hard time with writing or really sloppy handwriting, even though you know, you've sat with them and tried to work through their handwriting. So is this an absolute? No, it's not. And again, it exists on a spectrum. Remember, we are looking at things in addition that may not fall underneath this umbrella of the diagnoses of ADHD. And so it's important for you as a parent to be aware my child has ADHD, has been diagnosed with ADHD, but there may be some additional issues that are happening. Now, when I mention that there may be learning disorders or learning disabilities that an ADHD child may have, I was speaking with this family about the importance of advocating for their child in the school system that they are in. Schools are really great at working with children with many different types of accommodations, but some schools are just full of students that require a lot of attention. And so it's very difficult for them to manage so many children. It's a hard job. And I give praise and kudos to the teachers out there doing the work and everyone in education doing their very best with what they can and what they have. However, you are going to be your child's greatest advocate. And it's you that is going to have to be upfront and in charge and kind of leading the parade to be sure that your child is receiving the help and the support that they need in the school environment. So just be aware that you are an advocate for your child there. And then also be aware, which I was surprised to, to learn from these parents, is they did not know that ADHD is also listed under the Americans Disabilities Act. So there are accommodations that your child can receive if they have ADHD that fall under this federal law. So any school receiving federal money will make accommodations to help your child learn. So just be aware of those things. Now, this brings me to the last point. And the last point is, how can we 
as parents based off of all this information. We know how we reach a diagnosis, how the diagnosis isn't all inclusive. We just are able to compile the symptoms into a nice fit category where we can begin treatment modality. We also understand some additional issues that may arise that may fall outside of that scope. Now that we know this, what is the best way for you to help your child? And I think that one of the you know, most wonderful things that I can share with you, regardless of what your child is experiencing or struggling with, is something said by Ian Forster, who is an English fiction writer. And he's known for saying, just connect, just connect. And the idea behind that is that you are looking for opportunities to connect regardless of what's happening in your child's behavior or in regards to your child's life. How do you connect with a child who's throwing a tantrum? How do you connect with a child who's being openly disobedient to you? How do you connect when you are frustrated and upset and exhausted? How do you connect? And when you start to frame your world around those mindsets of how do I connect with my child, you start to behave differently and you start to see your child differently. I've said it before, you know, your child, when they're giving you a hard time, it's because they're having a hard time. And there is some truth to that. So when I say just connect, I'm not going to leave you empty handed. The skills that we have on smarter parenting are ways that you can connect with your child. The skills are broken down into steps to guide you along this process to help you address issues before they happen, when they happen, and then what to do about them after they occur so they don't repeat again or they do repeat again if they are positive behaviors. All of those skills are meant to help you connect. So today, what I want you to do is I want you to think about that with your child, regardless of what's happening. When your child is struggling with something, keep in the back of your mind my voice telling you, just connect. Because it's the connection that is going to make the difference. It is the connection that is going to help form your child and help them feel a sense of independence and build their self-esteem. And as you start to look for this opportunity to connect, you are going to need steps and skills that will guide you along this process, which is why we have all of those skills on the Smarter Parenting website. How to communicate, effective communication, observe and describe, which helps you identify what your child is doing in the moment and describing it to them so they can be aware of what they're doing in the moment, because a lot of times children don't know what they're doing. Uh, and that's one that is highly effective for children who struggle with ADHD and how to do so without becoming emotionally wrapped up in the moment. It's like a dance with your child when they are in a tantrum mode. Your child wants to dance a certain way and you want them to dance a certain way. And what ways can you connect in order to bring about the change that needs to happen? It's easier said than done, but what is important is if you can adopt a skill every week from the Smarter Parenting website and begin to practice them, how to effectively praise a child, you are going to be able to connect with your child. And as you continually build 
these connections, it's going to be a strong bond between you and your child to help them through those difficult times. So effective praise, how to effectively praise your child. We have a skill for that. We have, I've mentioned effective communication, how to make good decisions based on your values. We have the decision-making skill of sodas which is on the website as well. All of this is available in video format on the Smarter Parenting website, and it's available for free. I mean, how can you top that, right? I want you to take time this week to watch one video from the Smarter Parenting website. Whatever skill you decide will be good for you. I would begin with observe and describe and then practice it because it's it's a fairly simple skill and you will see changes happening fairly quickly when you use the skill. So I would start with that one and then build every week, build on a new skill. And this is going to help you connect. So when you're dealing with all of the symptoms of ADHD, in addition to all of the other issues that are happening with your child, you know, we can sit and dissect each individual behavior, or we can find ways that we can connect with them where they're at and then help guide them along the process of how to be more effective, more successful in moving forward. So again, listen to my voice. And when you are in those moments, take a pause, take a breath, and hear me say, just connect. And if you are struggling with how to connect, you'll find the steps to the skills and all the skilled videos on the Smarter Parenting website to guide you along this process. Everything about the skills and the teaching family model, which is what we use in Smarter Parenting, is meant to help parents connect with their children. That's the whole point. What ways can we connect with them where they're at and help teach them, guide them? And it's a beautiful thing. It is a very beautiful thing. Now, I shared this with the couple that I was coaching. And, you know, we were talking about connection and the importance of connection and how children need connection. But how parents also, when they are frustrated or angry or upset because their child is doing something, they also are feeling the lack of connection between them and their child. And so it's easier for you as the adult to adjust and find ways to connect than it is for your child. And if you can do that, it actually gives permission to your child to explore other avenues in ways that they can connect with you too. So you're modeling this idea of, hey, I want to connect with you where you're at. Your child in the same way will see that and think, okay, in what ways can I connect with this human that gave me life and loves me and that I want to connect with, but I just can't do it right now. So that's what I want you to do. Two things. First, I want you to, during a difficult moment or any moment throughout this day, I just want you to focus on just connecting with your child, wherever they may be. Small problem, big problem, no problem. Just connect. The second thing I want you to do is I want you to jump over to the Smarter Parenting website and look at the skill of observe and describe. And I want you to begin using that particular skill for the next week. Now, if you jump over there, there's a lot of different other skills that are listed there. If there's one that uh, you are looking through and you're like, yeah, I think that one makes more sense to me, go ahead and use it. But I am highly suggesting you do observe and describe first. Okay. So 
Try that. Try it for a week and watch the changes happening. You'll start to see some changes happening fairly quickly. And there are opportunities for for you to connect. Effective praise would be another one that I would focus on. If you don't want to do observe and describe, you want to try something a little bit more challenging. Effective praise is absolutely the skill that you should focus on. All right. So choose a skill, practice it for a week and watch the changes happen. And just remember, your children are doing the best they can with what they have. And you are doing the best you can with what you have. And this is our first time being a child and it's your first time being a parent. So it's kind of the way it goes. I wish, you know, there was like this school or you could just download all this information on what you need to do for every situation. But really, children are not robots and we're raising children to be children. So anyways, that's it for me. Two things to do this week. I will catch you next time. And again, thank you for joining us here on the Smarter Parenting Podcast. We are always grateful for you and for what you do and for the job that you're doing with your children. All right, that's it. See you later. Bye.